0: and welcome to the Everyday Hairdresser podcast with Lucy Healy and me, Lisa Carter. Tonight we're going to be talking, I suppose, about kind of randomly stuff, a lot of different, different topics really, yeah. aren't we?
1: Yeah, it's a real mishmash, a good old, uh, a good old kind of pick and mix, I would yeah. say, of subjects yeah. ranging from, what did we say? We said that we would talk about um, ego in the hair industry.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: how that affects how we're perceived online and by the public, and then other public perceptions of us as well. Yeah. Um. Because as the whole, because it was my my turn to choose the subject, really, wasn't it? Because it's always you've been the brains behind subjects, and I've been in Clubhouse a lot this week. And there's a hell of a lot of talk about, um, things like choose hair campaign. And, um, there's also a room that goes on with, it's like hair, have your say. There's been some really interesting discussions on there that kind of got my brain, the cogs in my brain ticking over. And I thought it would be a good, a good idea to kind of address some things that I was thinking about and what I'd heard on today's podcast. Yeah. It's a really interesting subject, a really interesting subject, um, and that's why there's been so many discussions around it. And the main thing is that um, they're trying to get it that we're seen as a, more of a profession. Because at the moment, people, are, you know, the public eye, the government, they're seeing us as more of a kind of shopkeeper type vibe rather than an actual profession yeah. standing alone in its own like right. Somewhere
0: between retail and trade. Yeah. Some. Yeah. And- We are a trade, of course we're a trade, but we are a really highly skilled trade that use chemicals on people's skin.
1: Yeah. It's a profession. It is a profession. And that's the whole kind of route that everyone's going down. Um, And there has been so much work trying to get petitions through government. I think we've just been announced as actually having our own sector, which was a huge achievement. They've done so Mm. well in getting that recognised. But there's still a really long way to go. Absolutely. Um, I don't,
0: I feel like, I know that that announcement came a couple of weeks ago with the um, putting us in our own sector, but I feel in the last couple of weeks there are still people, for example, where the grants are, um, I think there's Bedfordshire Council, mm -hmm. Um, they are excluding hairdressers from the additional or local restrictions grants. Are they? don't know why but right now they are excluding them
1: why
0: i I don't know why that makes no sense yeah so um it it was in it was in it made their local news um and it just goes to show that they still don't see even though that we are it's a sector which like yeah well even though um the government announced that we can have our own sector the local councils are yet to catch up
1: Mm, mm, that not, there's just no correlation going on in there, mm-hmm. is there? It's like a, a a breakdown in communication, or just I feel like the hairdressing industry and profession, there's just always been so many stigmas attached to it, and that's the problem yeah. a lot of the time, um you know. But at the same time, I find it—I don't know how they're going to work it because I've said, haven't I? Like when you're thinking about. School leavers who are looking to go into jobs and what they want to do, and a, a lot of the time it's that um they're encouraged to go to university and go into professions that are perceived to have really highly paid, sk- you know, jobs. Regardless of the skill, I would say, as a lot of the time it's academically based. And hairdressing, in a whole, it's a creative profession. It's an artistic profession. And they don't see it as an academic one, which is a problem because, like we've said before, in so many podcasts, there's so much more involved, isn't there? What, what?
0: Nothing, what? Other, but I was totally listening to you. My eyes just tripped out for two seconds. I thought everything was going again. Oh, really? Yeah, I had because no. I thought, oh, no, it's gone. But You're, fine. You're fine. I think my eyes just tripped out. <laughs> it's the
1: seriousness of this subject. <laughs> this is water. Oh, right. Are you sure? sure it's not got vodka in it. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: over the years, um, and I think it was particularly bad in the sort of noughties where um, people would go to university and come out with a 2.1 or 1.1 degree, mm-hmm. and they were really struggling to find a job in the area that they actually went to university for. And mm. they found jobs in completely different sectors, for example, retail. Mm. Or they worked in pubs or restaurants, you know. And you just think all that money, all that debt that they've accrued, going to university to try and um, have a really good, substantial career, mm. and they've not been able to get the start that they they needed to do it. And you just, no. you know, or they've 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 been on and, and, and qualified in one sort of part of it. But then um, they've landed a job, which kind of puts them instead of starting here, where they could start, is put them like somewhere here and away over there, you know. Mm, so mm. they've kind of had to zigzag their way up to what they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you
0: just think, well, by that point, if you'd went into hairdressing when you left school at sixteen, you could be qualified by the time you are nineteen which is usually when those people that stay on decide to go to university. Mm. You, and there are people in the industry who are 22 and they own their own salon or are managers of other salons. There are people who are 26 and they're absolutely killing it in this mm. industry. Mm. And you just think, this, indi- this industry has no limits Mm-mm. at all. Mm. I've actually just found that a guy I used to work with, he's in New York. Really? He do- yeah, he does wow. um, session work, fashion work four shirts he does all that in new york mm. the guys for wheels. <laughs> <You know>, it's, <laughs> it's just it is it is completely limitless and yeah. but i i i do believe that outside looking in is an issue but i also very strongly believe that it's the managers and the owners mindsets that we have to change from the inside yeah. we have to change from the inside out yes Things have to change from the outside in, but we also have to change from the inside out. And it we never get the outside to change to come in when we can't change.
1: No, it, it's leading by example, isn't it? And I think, I've always said there are, that for me, there's like four aspects of, of what makes up the public's view of our profession, right? Now, the first one is that we're um, stupid, which, not being funny, I, I, I can name easily so many people who say they'll openly admit that they weren't into school they weren't they didn't excel at school they weren't academic they wanted to do more of the creative stuff they were very much hands-on you know all of those sorts of vibes around school so that instantly translates to people as being stupid but it's like well no 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 it's just a different type of learning it's a different skill set it's having that side of you that that kind of goes more towards the creative way of learning rather than the kind of you know numbers and yep. things all the logistical side of learning if that makes sense so I think that that's been lost in translation where people think well because they don't like doing maths and English <laughs> they're instantly stupid and it's like well, no, yeah no, no actually there's a lot of a lot of brain process that goes into that creativity and that drive and that motivation and business skills I mean a, a lot of us might not have thrived in, at school but we're still having to do all the business admin side of, of things and and do our taxes and do our marketing and write our posts for social media and all of those sides of things you know and if not you just delegate it it doesn't mean that you're instantly silly you know um Vogue event has said yes that's frustrating Lucy it is that that misconception Really frustrates me. It's not fair and it's not accurate. We aren't stupid. Um, then you've got the thing about the pay because people don't like the fact that it's seen as a really low paid job. And I think that that is a problem because obviously a lot of places you can't really afford to pay your staff more than minimum wage. So that's really mm. tricky. So that leads into how you price your salons and things like that. But there are people out there that are making a hell of a lot of money in this industry. You know, it, it's, it's not a kind of one-size-fits-all. People do make money in this industry. Otherwise, we wouldn't be pumping in so much money into the economy. So that's another misconception that people have. Um, and then the, the other one, well, I've, I've got four of them, but I'll only remember three. No, my luck have got mummy brain today. But the other one is that we're bitchy. It's seen as a bitchy industry. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many comments before where people say, oh, you know, you're a bitchy hairdresser. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you know, it made fun. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I know of lots of office jobs. I mean, you know, I know people who are in office jobs and they have the same issues with people because it's just a human issue. You know, it, it's not just down to the hairdressing profession. It's like the world entire, isn't it? It's like mm. a, a human flaw. If we're, if we're insecure personalities and someone comes along and threatens us, then we are going to feel that that need to kind of become defensive and all of that so it's not down to the profession at all but those are the sorts of ideals that people put towards hairdressing mm-hmm. and that's why everyone starts to to kind of go away from it rather than think that it's actually a viable option for a career and it's a problem I think I heard today that there were only 7,000 new recruitments into the industry last year
0: so 7,000 yeah, that's that. not
1: a lot not a lot at all and there's a problem there you know um and going back to the university thing it does really irritate me because uh i i, I turned round just as i was about to go to uni i had a psychology degree all set up i was just about to go and then i turned on my heels i said nope don't want to do it want to do hairdressing and i was pillaged for it by my, by my tutors they were so un, unfriendly about it they were really unsupportive i was dragged into um you know, offices and tried to be spoken out of it. I was going to waste my um, intelligence and all of that. And all my friends went to uni. But the thing that really makes me laugh is that my friends who went to university they haven't used their degrees at all they've Mm. got themselves into so much debt and you know when they were when they were off at uni I was starting my work I was earning a wage and I've stayed with my profession ever since where they've they've kind of job hopped you know quite a lot um and some of the degrees they did were, were quite obscure you know so I don't I don't think that they regret doing their university degrees or anything, but it's just that it's seen as this big be all and end all. And I really don't think that that it is. But I think the schools are businesses and their business relies on the figures. And that is that it's reflected in how many people go to university. And that's the problem. Mm. too. They shouldn't put it on that at all um, because it puts this bias and this pressure on on people that it's just not fair it's it's unfounded it's completely inaccurate you know
0: I've, i I am um, I was invited um <clears throat> was it
1: before
0: coronavirus happened I was invited back in Portsmouth to a local high school to talk mm. about my career um and in the email you know I I, I said if I come in and talk about my career, I'm going to be advocating leaving school at 15, 16. You've Mm -hmm. got to be prepared for that, you know, because the industry I work in, there is, while you can have mature
1: students, like Mm -hmm. people
0: coming into the industry at 18, 19, it's harder to get the job
1: and the P still isn't great. Even older than that, though. are yeah. I've noticed, and that that's the other thing, there are mature students, and I think that they get forgotten a hell of a lot in the mix. Like, if, if, especially I've noticed in comment boxes online, if someone says, I'm a student, they're instantly assumed as being a teenager, when actually they're not. A lot of the yeah. time they're older and they're Yeah, they're but even and 30s
0: and 40s, th- yeah, they've had a in something Yeah,
1: Yeah, there's, there's yeah. that whole side of it. I think that sometimes also it can become very focused on school leavers and it's like no actually you can you can go for for more mature students it doesn't have to be 16 17 i know that there's an There's a financial factor in there because I think you have to obviously pay mature students a a higher wage when they actually do get into a salon. But I feel like it's a bit unfair, really, because that hinders them from getting their apprenticeships quite a lot when actually they're they're just as passionate, just as driven, just as eager as a 16, 17 year old. You know, there's a lot of problems.
0: I think actually they could probably be better. Than a sixteen and seventeen year old coming in life in, like, experience, absolutely, and yeah. um, yeah. as you say, more determination. So therefore, you would go in, you know what it takes to work hard at that point, and yeah. you want to work for something. Yeah, you won't come in and you won't sort of sit around the back and and think, oh, you would. You'll literally want to learn. You'll want to even progress as quick as you possibly can. So mm-hmm. you will, you'll be there, shadowing the stylist that you think she's hot. Oh, I want to do what she she's wants doing. to get there, and there's
1: that exactly. drive as well. I think that i think when when you're a mature student as well you feel like you're almost on on a um, quicker treadmill because you haven't got all that time as as much you know you want to get your training done you want to get there behind the chair you want to do it because you've got that little bit you're that bit further ahead in life and you you want to get there you know so i think they get dismissed so easily um and it's you know there's obviously a lot of problems there with the pay like i say and i think also on one side it could be a drive because they might have more responsibility like a family and bills to pay, but then at the same time they've got more of a chance of their kids getting sick and having to call into work and say I can't come in today because my kid's sick. There's all of that mm, in yeah. there as well. It's never cut and dry, you know, but then it's weighing that up with a 16, 17-year-old who doesn't have all those responsibilities. You might just think, Do you know what, I'm, I'm just going to not go in today because I can't face it or I can't be bothered or whatever. Uh, I know I certainly had days like that when I was younger because you don't have you don't have all the bills and the responsibilities of a family and a roof over your head breathing down your neck to get you out to work so just, this is what I mean, this whole discussion. I really admire what they're trying to do. And I think it's great that they're trying to change the perception of the of the public towards hairdressing. And they're also trying to get more regulation involved and making yeah. sure that, you know, we're kind of vetted a hell of a lot more so that you can't just get, you know, some some average Joe off the street who's going to do a course for eight quid and start cutting hair after 20 hours. I think all of that's great but we do have to change our biases and, and our prejudices within the industry as well as the outside. I think it's just like, you know, there's got to be some sort of harmonious balance in between, you know?
0: Yeah. How um, we get it? I don't know. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We can, we can set sort of offer our opinions, but we're not, like we're not the Hayden Barber Council, we're not the VTCT, we're not the the, the tutors, we're 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 not that. So but what, from what, what I could to tell, to...
1: sorry for cutting you off, Bryse. But for it's what, what sure. i sorry, uh, for what I could tell on the on the clubhouse, I feel like they're actually themselves. They're aware of all of it, and they're just wringing their hands, yeah. going, "Well, what?
0: How how can we do
1: this?" Mm, um, yeah so I think that they are quite open so if any of you have got any suggestions or opinions or experiences that you want to share with them then I would definitely get in touch with them um so yeah the hair and beauty count all all of the major um corporations and federations that are within the industry and the brands as well are all kind of going together on it which is lovely to see because again going back on to the point that we said you know that this industry is perceived as having so many egos involved Mm. um and having hidden agendas there's competition left right and center it's a very oversaturated market so it's really refreshing to see them all coming together on on one common cause you know and that in itself is going to squash that preconception that the public have that we're a really bitchy fragmented industry because we don't have to be we don't have to be it's quite
0: nice to hear people who are and have spent the sort of last sort of five years sort of catapulting through the industry and they are now completely known in the industry. It's nice to hear them talking about the same thing. Yeah. It's just other people have sort of their thoughts about it and then they've got their thoughts about it and they all want the same thing but
1: it's just like trying to <laughs> so like back and against together. one another like, like stop yeah. just stop talking and listen to one another
0: isn't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is it is unbelievably interesting to be a part of those rooms and listen in and and um And just to hear everybody else's opinion and more people are coming out and saying, yeah, I I believe we should be regulated. But I think the problem is they're just not quite sure how, because I think, well, some people think like me, every single person that has the qualification, a full qualification with their qualification should have at least one year's insurance whether you are going to work in a salon to be employed or whether you're going to be self-employed um and it should come with a year's um worth of the state register Mm. uh, state registration Mm. so and i feel like the only way you would be allowed to continue with that state registration is if you provide proof of your continuous upskilling from their education and I feel that that would be a good way to regulate the industry that would be
1: definitely be good to, I, yeah.
0: some people are talking about but you know the colleges just pass any Tom, Dick and Harry to keep their numbers up and okay fine that may be Fair true in certain areas mm. but I'm sure not all of them are no. and regardless they are regardless of how you think they've been educated or not they're still going to walk out with this piece of paper saying they are qualified
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so
0: there's nothing you can do to stop this however they got the is by the by they are going to get this regardless so why not regulate them and try and continue with the registration by having them prove that they are further up, you know further educating themselves and and making sure that their skills are can you know like getting better as such yeah. because in this industry as long as we practice we can only ever get better
1: mhm mhm you know yeah it's, it should be it should definitely be a requirement you know oh um jelly cones Kelly Jones? It's it's Kelly Jones, but she switches it round. She's in the comments. Um, She's just said, she just joined.
0: um, I don't really know when the comment came up, but she just joined and she doesn't know what. So we're talking about, we're kind of talking about a mismatch of everything, really, that we've kind of been hearing. um, There's been a lot of talk about freelance and the pros and cons, and we've already covered this as well. But this last few weeks, there's been a lot of talk about regulating the hair industry, Kelly, um, and how to go about it. But also, there's a what do you call it a a thing um, that called choose hair, and they're trying, a campaign. A,
1: a campaign. I'm really, really bad with words. It's fine. Um, I'm, I'm impressed that I even realised what that word was. Yeah, a thing.
0: A thing. It's, it's how tune we are. Good thing. Um, and um, they're basically trying to change the views of um, the sort of public looking into the industry because, um, and I, it's, it's been going for a couple of years. I, I kind of first heard about this a couple of years ago where um, the amount of apprentices that the industry is getting is actually starting to diminish. And um, I think last year it came to quite a low point where there was only 7,000 um, or around that mark um and recruitment that's 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 quite low for this industry so we're basically just touching touching,
1: touching on base on that. on that I think um I've just I've just uh thought as well like you know I, I think there's just a lack of education within the industry as well because I didn't realize that you know we could get insurance or that we needed insurance you know until I started out on my own mm. didn't even think about having it within a salon um because I guess you know it was all part of being employed that was up to my employer then you have the thing about being state registered I I reckon if you were to grab not the people who are really involved in the industry and are constantly online and seeing what's going on and keeping their finger to the pulse if you were just going to grab a handful of, of hairdressers off of the high street or mobile hairdressers that go around to people's houses or whatever if you were to grab a group of them and say to them are you state registered I guarantee you the majority of them will turn and go what What? what the state registered mean (laughs) you know and they'll feel really silly for not knowing they'll feel really scared because it sounds very official they'll feel like they've done something wrong so it's taking away that factor to it educating everybody in a nice way not in a condescending way making Mm. you feel like you've done something wrong or that you're shit or anything like that but just breaking it down and making it making it easy to understand and then easy to go about doing something with you know exactly and not not making it seem like you've done anything wrong as well you know um
0: this this is where I think when you are um looking at your prospectus for your chosen college hmm. and um it tells you what you'll learn and what you get out of it, it if it had state registration and the what you get out of it I think that that would be number one, one way to educate people that this exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously there are people who get in-house training. I was completely in-house trained. I didn't, I went to day college, I think a couple of times and my, my boss asked me, um, what did I learn? And I told her and she went, so you didn't actually do hair? And I went, no, we wrote in a book. (laughs) And she's like, no, no, no more. That's it. So, because I, I genu- I believe that the best way to learn is to be in the salon and on the floor mm-hmm. and working on case studies. But there are things that you get taught in college that I didn't get taught in the salon. So it's mm-hmm. complete swings and roundabouts, really. So I think people who are in sa- in-house trained um, would benefit from that one day a week at the college to yeah. learn the theory side of things the that they won't get in the in-house training where they'll get mostly practical yeah um i think yeah it's new state registration was a thing until recently um yeah i mean i I knew about it years ago but i only knew about it because i used to work for GHD, and they state registered me in the first instance and then it was up to me to keep it up Mm -hmm. um so kelly so like a license to be a hairdresser and be registered kind of yeah so like the americans um they have to have a license to do their hair to and, trade yeah so that it's not like their insurance their license is like our state registration but if anything happened for them to have insurance they have to have their license and obviously if anything happened they wouldn't be covered in any way shape or form if they didn't have that license so mm. yeah it's it's i i
1: totally I do believe that's it, where we should be it is quite funny when you think about it like in terms of say driving okay yeah. so you've got a car You need a license to drive it and you need to insure your car. And an MOT. And an MOT. So when you think about our profession, I think, again, it's because people just see that we're cutting hair and hair grows back if it goes wrong. But it's like, well, no, actually, because there are chemicals involved. You might slip one day and accidentally cut someone with your scissors. You might drop your scissors on your foot and hurt (sighs) your foot. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not like a good visual. You know, there are all manner of things that can go wrong with health and safety in this job. That's why we cover it in so many different modules. And there is no regulation for it, there is no requirement yeah. for it. And there are people who are going online and they are doing very short courses of around eight hours, something like that i think it was 20 hours for eight pounds on a discount i heard today and they're just going out there wow. getting qualification and then going out and doing people's hair and it not only does it um cheapen the hard work that we all put into being educated you know in the right way and in in the uh long term you know the hard work that we put in it's just it's just so unsafe <laughs> It's yeah. no safe. so unsafe. It, so, I mean, on one side, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Bryce, but I, I don't like being dictated to and I don't like being controlled. And I think that's another thing with these sorts of language um, jargon and all of that, when it's regulation, licensing, state register, blah, 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 it sounds very controlling to a lot of people as well and mm. it's a bit like well why do I need to go and sign a piece of paper to say that I know what I'm doing and why do I you know I, I know what that I'm safe and that I'm doing my job correctly I get it I get it I I, I felt a bit like that feels like is it really even? Um, they're charging 70 pounds I think aren't they is it 70 quid to be the state registered? yes I think 70 quid no free I don't know
0: um, I went on and I had a look. Now I, I paid the last time I paid was in June or July last year. And I was yep. forty-five quid. So it went up by twenty-five quid. It's gone up. But then it said seventy quid um if you've never registered before or whatever, and then fifty quid if you're a graduate. Now yes, I less don't know what a graduate graduate, student graduate student is, stylist. but if I've been state registered for the past five years and I'm now a state registered senior hairdresser because when you first register you are srh state registered hairdresser but when you register for the second time and then every time after that you are a state registered senior hairdresser don't like that word at all no (laughs) feel like a wee granny
1: no one wants to be senior
0: no (laughs) um but yeah it's i don't understand the pricing concept with the graduate like what makes you a graduate is the way this is this is one of the bit and I, I have heard this as well and you've heard this as well because we've been in the same rooms together where yeah. um, there are people um who are trying to work around the website and they just don't understand it
1: and it I, doesn't work no I've been on there the te- I mean for something that has such a um an impact on the industry and that needs to you know be up there and, and represent that really high quality and that high regulation standard Mm. of the industry the website doesn't bloody work it doesn't work it's Mm. really basic um it's you know the buttons don't work the text over the buttons don't work it it and it's not clear the whole pricing structure isn't clear and also I'm not being funny I know it sounds ridiculous because they were breaking it down to a cost per day and obviously it's like a matter of pence or something Mm. but at the moment I don't have 70 quid no to i certainly don't. on something mm. that i don't really know what it does for me i don't really understand that scares me a little bit and is so hard to kind of navigate around mm. so I, I you know 70 quid is quite a lot for a lot of people to outlay. right no. sometimes if you're if you are high up in the industry maybe if you've got um a good turnover if you're getting a good wage 70 quid doesn't sound like a lot but for a lot of people that's, a, that's, a big, that's my weekly mm. shop right now. That's my weekly shop right now when I'm not earning anything. So how the hell am I going to sign up and state register? There needs to be maybe a payment plan. Mm-hmm. That might be an idea an easy to navigate one, one that's inviting. And that there's a clear description as to what you get for your money and mm. what you're doing it for. You know, there's not really a clear message for it, you know. I, um,
0: I, I say I've been registered for a few years now. I've mm. never had an email, not even when it comes to <laughs> the date when I'm, my, my year's up, never had an email to say, really? your time's up, do you want to renew, click this button, never had an email, um, it's me that has to think, Ooh, I'm out of time, I need to, you know, I've got like three days to do it, you know, it's me, that, and I'm, and once, I think it was one year, I totally forgot about it, um, and I'd went over a month, think that's how I skipped from being registered in June to July or something like that anyway um and again no email no email to say my registration okay. had ran out whatsoever um and when I remembered um I went on and, and somehow I was able to renew I can't even remember how I was able to renew because I can't find it now um, <laughs> the website, yeah. so um and I went on to renew and um, I did it I renewed it and it was fine absolutely fine I mm. can just renew it. um mm. But just the fact that there is nothing, and I've not had an email to say that the price went up. Me hearing that it was seventy pounds was the first time on Clubhouse. That was it. I didn't. I the last time I paid it was forty-five pounds last July. Oh, so that was mm. that's that's
1: almost a, that's almost double. Isn't it? It's
0: it's quite. I mean, I understand that we're in that this. this um, we're all in this this pandemic where we've lost a lot of money to our businesses. We have. But I just feel like there are companies that are really putting their prices up at a point when we have no money to pay for these things. Like my insurance has gone up, um, but the um, president of my insurance company or the membership that I'm the governing body that I'm affiliated to, like I'm a member of, um, they provide my insurance. And um, the president for all the existing members we all got given the old price because she understands that it's been a really difficult year for us all. Mm. There's nothing at all, especially when you don't get an email from them, there's nothing at all to Mm. say that they're going to do the exact same. I mean, okay, I have less than a hundred quid in my business account. That is scary because- It's really scary. Last month when I had to pay my tax bill, I had so much saved up and I paid a lump sum, but I still got tax to pay. And I opted for a pricing plan because I thought, let's just do the pricing plan and I, I can pay it off whenever I'm earning again, I'll, I'll get it paid off. But let's just do a pricing mm. plan for now. My next money is coming out on something like the 26th of February or whenever it is. I'll get the email, I'm sure. Mm. And I don't, I don't have enough money in my account to pay I for that. It. I'm going to have to get my husband's savings to help keep my business account top help up, which, it. by the way, mm. I'll be taxed on. Even though he's been taxed on that money that's went into his savings, if he gives that an accent in my business account, I'll
1: It'll have be to taxed. tax that. Yeah.
0: And it's just it's just so There are And I'm like, it hang is. on. So in June and July, I've got to pay 70 quid to get my state registration that used to only cost me £45. 000. Yeah. And
1: it's the same for yeah. a lot of companies, you know? It is. And, you know, it, I think there are ways around it. The monthly a monthly fee would definitely make it easier mm. on people. Maybe even a free trial, so that people could see exactly what they're getting for their Which money. Which is
0: nothing other than a certificate Which is... to see
1: your SRH. And this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. It's like you're kind of sitting there thinking, "Well, it's not legally required. So, what's the point? I mean, I you know, I think I think someone said today that they got real kick out of having. Um, initials after yeah. their title or yeah. something? Is that what you get? And I was like, I'm sorry, I, it doesn't matter. What uh, You could put the whole bloody alphabet under my name, but I, if I've paid 70 quid for that, I'm just like, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything mm. to me. Their whole, the whole concept and the whole principle of what they're trying to do, although I agree with it, is completely lost in translation yeah. and it's not clearly laid out enough. They really need to sort it out. Well, the
0: other thing is, um, again, I've only just recently found this out in the last week is that you can go onto the Hair Council's website and you can, there's a bit where you can find a state registered hairdresser that's perhaps local to you so you just pop in your postcode and it will tell you what state registered hairdressers there are in your area within however many miles I don't come up
1: No, really? No. Yours didn't?
0: No, I don't come up oh, And I'm like, okay so I didn't so get that out of it you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's really bad, really bad. When I'm a member of the governing body, right, I get so many benefits for that. Not only do I get my insurance, but I'm then part of a community that actually lets me know things. The heron Barber Council don't let you know anything, right? Um, and I'm invited into almost daily Zoom meetings. There are um, little regional meetings, meetups. And, well, right now it's all on Zoom or WhatsApp or little Facebook groups. Um, But that community is there. There's no Mm. community with the Heron Barber Council. There is always someone there to get talked to. Like, not only is the president there, but then, you know, she's got a few other people that kind of do some admin work with her and for her or whatever. Um, Mm. You get other benefits, like you get discounts off... um, um, you get discounts off like uh, product companies, and and um, you get a discount from the RAC with your breakdown cover, which gives you European cover as well. You just get benefits, mm. Um, mm. and you get mm. a certificate. All right, you can't put names, you know, letters after your name, but you get that, you know. Sarah That's earlier something on tangible. said, um, "Why something along the lines of why should I need to be state registered when I've got my insurance?" that's fine. But there are so many hairdressers out there that don't know they need insurance or just don't bother getting insurance because it's an expense that they don't really care for. Um, Mm. I, I mean, I was recently trolled. You know about this, Lucy. I was recently trolled by someone in this local area that is a freelance hairdresser. And um, I, just, I just get this feeling that she's not regulated at all. She's probably got her our, our, um, qualifications. She's worked her way through the industry and had lots of different jobs. And, you know, she's probably a decent hairdresser. She can cut hair. She can cut. She knows what she's doing, that kind of thing. Um, but I just, I don't know, just from the comments she made to me, just makes me think, you're not regulated. You don't, you, you don't even have insurance because if you did, you would understand what it costs to run your business and that's mm-hmm. what I got from her that's just mm-hmm. the assumption I made and I don't know it could be a really awful assumption because she could be um insured but she I just feel be. like if you are insured you'd know what it costs you know you'd have the okay. continuous business costs um yeah uh, but I feel like um if the Hayden barber council did something to give us benefits of being state registered um and not just sort of sat there taking our money and sending us out a certificate once a year.
1: Sometimes. <laughs>
0: um, I feel that it, it just sort of gives, well, I like being state registered because I feel better being state registered. I feel a little bit more official. It means nothing really. My clients don't really give a shit. Let's face it.
1: Well, that's the problem, isn't I it? Because say, the, is also I decided, the public state don't it know.
0: Your name, and I'm like, oh, I mean, state registered senior hairdresser. And they're
1: like, it oh, sounds a little bit regal, doesn't it? It's, love it. It sounds very. <laughs> I am that person that would happily pay
0: forty nine quid to the company that turns me into a lady because I own a square foot of land in Scotland. I'm totally that person, <laughs> and I would completely and utterly change my name on bank accounts and passport. I would totally do. It. If I was if I was going on holiday, I'd be like to yes, find Lady Lisa.
1: Of, I'll get your T R of,
0: of Glen Monarch. Yeah, you know, I I'd totally do. It. Totally
1: do. It. Yeah, I I think I think that that's the problem, though. I think that um, going back to saying about the public because they don't know anything about no. that but you know my my clients don't know that I'm insured or anything they just assume yeah. they do, you know it's not it's not part of the package they just see me as a the hairdresser they just want me to cut the hair and again that's the perspective of just seeing us just as, as shopkeepers and we just cut hair yeah. so do you see how it's like a it's a mm-hmm. continuous circle it just all it's goes just, back to that there's a break, break in that link there that needs to be fixed but they do have to set by example and and like you say like you know I know the federation that you're talking about that gives you the perks and things and it, I think that's the thing like you've got all of these different you bodies. know, federations yeah. and bodies and things. And it's it, like I said earlier, it's lovely to see them actually coming together and working together. So hopefully, one can teach the other, the other one will be ho- open to learning from the other, taking tips, taking perspectives and pointers. And then you'll see a correlation mm-hmm. between all of them. But again, In this industry, going back to the ego thing, there are so many separations. You've got cutters against colorists a lot of the time. Now it's lovely to see people actually collaborating together. And, you know, you'll have one artist that does the color and then you'll have another one that will cut the color that's just been done. That's lovely to see when you see collaborative lives where people are sharing their techniques and their tips with one another and just sharing that that whole creativity and that knowledge not necessarily as an educator but just because they love the job that they do and they want to share it that's lovely to see um you know from a bridal stylist point of view I'd like there to be a little bit more of a spotlight put on bridal because that seems to get shoved under under the carpet quite a lot you know there's a lot about avant-garde and session styling bridal tends to get a little bit forgotten so it'd be lovely to have everyone grouped together and supporting one another on that you know there's there's an equal amount of talent all across the board and that that fragmentation there that needs to be fixed because it's it's only when you fix all of those and have everyone standing together strong that you're actually going to make any sort of difference, you know, Um, and leave the egos at the door. There's no need for it. I think sometimes that goes with being creative as well, because sometimes when you're creative, you're quite a sensitive soul. Um, you know, you're literally, oh, work, when you do a piece of work, it's not like, oh, I just chuck some hair together. Oh, no, you've <laughs> it's like You've poured yourself into that. Absolutely. into that. You have poured yourself into that. So sometimes, you know, nowadays you hear a lot of people saying, oh, I took inspiration from someone. And that's great, but you need to credit them yeah. with it if you take that inspiration. If you're going to take inspiration from someone and then not mention them, That's going to cause problems because it's just going to look like copying, Mm -hmm. you know. So, if you do take inspiration, tag the person and credit them with the work, you know, all those sorts of little steps. That come together to make a really big difference and to improve the relationships between yeah. everybody and um, I said like before like you're always going to have someone who's ahead of you in the industry, but you're always going to have someone who's behind you. so as long as you focus on where you are and you aspire to the person in front and then you turn around and help the person that's behind you. That's, that it's going to be a chain that can't be broken, yeah. you know, and that's the, that's the whole thing. All those disjointed bits, all of the fragmentation, all the broken bits, they can be fixed. It's just that everyone has to work together to yeah. do it. You know? Plus,
0: it's just like a necklace with a few broken chains and it, you just just need some, somebody to come and fix it. well them. you did a
1: jewellery course so but, you can fix it <laughs> with your uh, macrame earrings. I didn't make these <laughs> <You> didn't
0: <laughs> make <it. laughs> although I was putting them in the <laughs> I one. oh I've got that I, I've got that part of my jewellery kit can I can't can can <mumbles> oh, do something with this except I, I, I have no idea how
1: to do these yeah. I love them they're fab they're absolutely fab What's a, uh, uh, lots of agreement there 100% agree agree absolutely uh Leslie it's such a boost to the person absolutely. to the recognition do you know um it is When Leslie
0: saying that um I did a live in pro styling a couple of weeks ago and um I did this sort of like braid thing that goes along the sort of back of the head gorgeous things that rushed up yeah but uh um, uh, someone recreated it and then shared it onto Instagram and she tagged me and it was just so nice it was so, so nice lovely tagged like and to see yeah. somebody I mean this must be what you you, you find in your group when but not your hubsters mm. like not really me um do all their homework <laughs> <laughs> you've been crappy your homework, but that you have been so yeah. busy <laughs> honestly I, I literally I, I open up the, the door where all my hair stuff is and I just shut it again I think
1: it's just I honestly
0: I had a guy in today doing like a space loss check and um mm-hmm. I was like that right so what rooms in the house you need to get into and he was like every single one if that if I can and I was like Well you might want to just pop your head through there and tell me if you can check in
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> can't move. Yeah. So um and yeah she you've been so busy. You've uh, had the moon just and still, homeschooling, To be honest, yeah. I'm
0: just kind of not I'm not breaking my back this time. I did so Mm. much education in the first lockdown and I had about a week off in the first lockdown. But after that, the the next three weeks, it was just education, 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 uh, practice, practice. And I really, really berated myself if I couldn't get it right or, you know, didn't do this. Do you know what? This time I'm like, I've got this chance to spend with my little boy. I will never have this homeschooling chance again. Yes, it drives me insane. Nope. Yes, I could just cry every single day. Yes, I get my tantrums and it's just sometimes you do. i like literally <laughs> strangled. But I'm never gonna get this time back with him ever again. And I'm just yeah. I'm just thinking, do you know what? It's time to focus on my boys. I focus so much on me and my business, but it's time to focus on my boys, and that's kind of what I'm doing.
1: Yeah yeah it's good it's good uh, it's it's everyone has their own way of dealing with things their own their own kind of focus and it's good you know it's it's been and I'm only joking about the homework you could knock it all out of the park anyway <laughs>
0: although I tell you um, what everybody I'm seeing that's done their homework you know that six picture thing I'm like you're getting a whoa! bit <laughs> That's really good. I should really oh, get my, my course—the
1: back to bridal yes. basics. Yeah, everyone's like, absolutely wow. smashed it. Wow,
0: honestly, yeah, absolutely stunning. So well. And I'm like, that looks like it's going to be easy. I know me. I know me. I'd get my hands on a rifle.
1: See, this is the thing. I created this course. It's called Back to Bridal Basics. I am bringing it back again. It's my signature course. It's six key hairstyles that make the foundations of all bridal hair up. Now, it looks easy. You look at the styles and you think, piece of this. No, as soon as you start doing them, you realise that it just strips you right back yes. to the bare bones of your foundation skills, and there's nowhere. to hide. there is Absolutely. No and do you know what? Hide. It's
0: one of the. I, I think, um, in fact, I think it was in November when. Um, I was trying to create a hair up, and it just wouldn't go. And honestly, right, I literally just walloped her over the head when <laughs> Then I threw her in the thing. <laughs> And then I kind of stepped away for about two days, and I was like, basics, foundation. So I prepped her hair. Yeah. Prep the she hair. And it's it one of the things I'm a complete advocate <laughs> on is like prep the hair, you prep the hair, you make sure you've done your prep. And you've skipped I it. <laughs> written once out Just show her, she she it. She... of you but... <laughs> whack her with a brush. Oh god. Oh thank God it she is. doesn't
1: have any nerve
0: basics <laughs> it's exactly what it is even things like color theory I mean I keep myself completely educated on color and I loved it like I look at these courses that are like color theory courses and you know the thought goes um, through my head is like do I really need to do this course and then I kind of think yeah you'll always pick something up as long as you're open to it you'll always pick something up
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there are courses I go on and I just think wow I never knew that but it's so good to be refreshed back to just those basics because you just, you do over time, you just think, oh, I forgot about that little trick. It's just, it's basics. That's all it is. It's just basics and foundation. And when you're doing a hair mm. up, prep work, prep work. <laughs> prep work, prep work, prep work. But it's, it's, it's learning those foundation skills, those basic skills, like a simple braid, a French plait. Um, a point vertical of role set I, I everyone role. a
1: vertical role yeah. and say before or the rules. But Honestly. you need to know those things. And as Just soon as you, that's going back to what we're talking about, you know, you you know all of those mm. all of those things that you could be in the industry for so many decades. But as soon as you go back to a course like that, you know you refresh yourself, and that's that's part of the whole regulation thing, and, and, and that standard that we have to keep to protect our industry, to protect our profession, to protect our clients, to protect our businesses. That sort of vibe, that whole concept, you know, you can't get complacent in this job. You really can't. There's something that I think Leslie says it, and I, I've totally stolen the quote off of her, but it's so true. Every day is a school day. It really is. Yeah, yes, that's, that's what I nicked it from both of you. Sorry, i was going to start for paying commission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I, I nicked it from somebody years ago, and I'm like, um, I used to always say something like, "You will learn mm. something new every day." That's that's what I used to say, and then she said, "Every day is a still like day." And I was like, "Oh, both of I nicked that." Um, I've got I to got um, shout out, Kim um, has said that she's not done masses of education this lockdown, just a bridal course, a social media mini course. That sounds enough booster. to me. Absolutely. Um, I, Kim and I, we were on the same mental health course yesterday and I've, I've, go ahead, I've go got to it. shout it out. And I know that this isn't a mental health no, course. No, go for it. I've got to shout this out. The Lions Barber Collective. Everybody, stop what you're doing. If you have never heard of them, you must go and search them up on Instagram. It's Tom Chapman and a whole bunch of other people, but it's Tom Chapman that um, decided to, to to start it up. And if you've not heard of Tom Chapman, then get yourself a smack in the bottom. Tom Chapman. <laughs> no, uh, Tom is Chapman's is amazing. Yeah. Um, and um yeah so he started the lions barber collective and um they have been running um a mental health awareness course um particularly based around suicide um but it's just it's, it's, you feel really bad when it's such a heartbreaking thing it's such a fantastic mm. course to go on and it's it just it raises your own awareness and um it kind of just, Kim said something yesterday, it just opens mm. your eyes. Um, yeah, if you've if you've not heard of them, search them now, the Lions Barber Collective, and I, I don't think they've got at the moment any plans for any more of these courses, but if you follow them and just check in every now and then, um, even register your interest with them, DM them or whatever, or email them, I'm sure they'll let you know as soon as you've, um, as soon as they have got plans, because this is a course that Every and that actually that is a course that every single hairdresser or barber or beauty therapist, everybody should be taught this kind of course in school, to be quite honest. Maybe not suicide, but certainly mental health. But every hairdresser, barber, and beauty therapist should know these signs to look for and know how to deal with them. Um I can't remember, I cannot remember who it was I was speaking to. Cannot remember. But someone they know, um, or somebody they heard of, it, it, she was she had a client, and um, the client, you know, said told her information, and this, I think it was a beauty therapist. She didn't know what to do with this information, so she oh, never told anyone about it. Oh no! And the worst thing happened, and of course. It was no not her no but you just carry me. that with you yeah but should had she maybe known what to do with that information what she could do with that information and where she could perhaps send her client then she would know she's done what to she's doing something had.
1: about it mm. you know
0: exactly so i just Go look them up if you mental health huge thing and I just feel everybody after doing that course myself yesterday I I mean Kim I you know like, Kim you, you guys were
1: both really kind of just, emotionally drained yesterday weren't you bless you just like crying and emotional mm.
0: well yeah because like we were we were put into groups so when you're in this big meeting room the guy puts you into different rooms so you can talk about certain things. And um, we get put in a room um, where most of us were put in a room one to one with someone else, and we had to listen to them for five minutes, and they had to listen to us for five minutes. So we all hear different stories from different people, and so yeah, it's, um, it's almost really kind of the cathartic, on, but at the I just feel time where
1: you're swapping experiences mm, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, that, and there was um, people there that probably felt, "Oh, it's really mm. nice to be listened to," and they said that it was really nice to be listened to. But nice. Weird, yeah, but nice. Um, and equally, uh, as anyone that was actually doing the listening, they said that you know, like, yeah, it's really nice to just shut mm. up, just listen. And um, oh, we've had a little pop ups in two minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is I feel going back to sort of education and students
1: i think you should mm. be part of the checklist mm. definitely as well. oh we've you got a good full circle there then we're gonna have to leave it there since, well otherwise we're gonna get kicked off the instagram <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it will revisit it um, i think that it's going to be an interesting journey going forward there's going to be a lot of things yes. going on but at least uh, talking about it in this podcast as well helps people know that it's going on and, and you can put your opinions across and your thoughts just um we'll, we'll put some links on that are going to be relevant we'll put it on the post and we'll put it on Facebook so that you can have your say and and put your opinion across
0: hmm. um and if anyone I'm sure Lucy's probably got them as well but if anyone wants into to Clubhouse and you've got an iPhone yes. DM we've it. got invite I've got some invites I can't, I can't get rid of them now people are like, <laughs> were like I know they're like they're I annoying me a bit
1: I'm getting a bit yeah. of a collection so yeah if anyone wants an invite yeah. to Clubhouse just DM us and we'll send one over <laughs>
0: because these rooms are really really interesting but thank you as ever guys thank you so much for joining in thank you for all your comments we have kind of been reading them as we go um it's just well we're you know chatting or whatever but we have been reading them but it's just really lovely to have you here have your support so yeah, thank you very much and hopefully we will all see you again. What do you mean hopefully? hopefully
1: of course yeah, they they will. <laughs> <laughs> if we will. If we don't fall off a cliff with homeschooling, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll love you and leave you all. All right, see you next week. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, guys.
1: Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. always oh, forget how to
0: end this. <laughs> <laughs> see you later.